supporting and championing uh, and champ champ what oh fuck championing championing (laughs) championing championing (laughs) what the hell how do you say it championing champ champion championing hello and welcome to episode 10 of the 20 years of c327 podcast a podcast that's now entirely used by me. It's an excuse to drink beer and chat about the golden years of C327 at literally any time of the day. As always, I'm your host, Richard Trigg. And in today's episode, I'm chatting with someone that's often referred to as the Bruno Brooks of the Lowstoff music scene. And someone you'd be seriously hard pushed not to have come across if you've been to an event in the town over the last 10 years. You guessed it, I'm talking to Darren Steger-Lewis. We had a couple of bevies and chatted about all things Carlfest, his never wavering passion for the local music scene and where our silly band Seafree fits into that story for him. It's a wicked chat and Darren's motivation for the scene is proper infectious. So infectious, we've donated two tickets for the C327 comeback show happening on the 17th of December to the CFX raffle this weekend. Remember, tickets are on sale for the comeback show. Get yours now by heading to c327.com. Enjoy! It's Darren Steger Lewis on the 20 years of the See Through 27 podcast. So here we are. I'm here with Darren. How you doing, mate? Yeah, all good. All good. Cool. So on all the podcasts so far, uh, I've pretty much started with the question about where your story with the local scene begins and what was inspiring you creatively what were you listening to what was happening in the area what do you remember about um i don't remember much and i think that means i had a good time yeah um of course it does my my earliest i mean if we would kind of look at my earliest memory of the scene yeah um it's got to be around 2001 um at the brewery drinking shandies um they weren't shandies. They were definitely weren't shandies. Yeah. <laughs> by, the, by the state, I ended up in, uh, I think, without a clue, and Nexus were playing. Rad. Um, and I was with uh, Tom, who was Chris from Without a Clue's brother, yeah. uh, and his parents, and I just remember being violently, violently ill, but having <laughs> the best night of my life, because up until that point, I hadn't, hadn't been out, out. I hadn't yeah. been... Uh, I, yeah, I think it was probably my first time going to the brewery. Um, and, yeah, it just kind of opened my eyes. I was like wow live music that's yeah yeah that's a thing and i think the only live music i'd seen i think i went and saw steps the year before oh right <laughs> in wembley um <laughs> i've just destroyed all credibility i ever had it's quite um, nice steps at wembley is quite a big deal it, right? it was a good show um but yeah that was my only experience really of live music yeah. up until that point and then being in you know in a spitting sawdust bar yeah yeah decent live music up close and personal and it just kind of changed me as a person it kind of developed my love for for rock music and alternative music um and i mean it was another few years before i started organizing some shows myself i think it was about 17 when i started doing that um but yeah that was the point at which it kind of all changed for me i remember the first time uh i met you or saw you and we just had a see-through rehearsal down at what was the sound house yeah and we'd I mean, a see-through rehearsal used to consist of drinking and smoking, 
play a song. When you say used to, I mean, it, oh, well, well music? no, it has. Well, yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, we're we're kind of. There's a lot less smoking, a lot less drinking now, yeah. um, for sure. We'd then left out. We'd had a drink. We played a few tunes, and then we'd gone up to. Do you remember? It was the Glo- was it the Globe Inn? Yeah, up on the yeah. top of the schools. And we'd gone in there to continue a few more beers, and there was a band playing, and you were definitely singing. <laughs> well, I mean. You might want to rephrase that. Singing was okay. not quite what You were definitely shouting, but in, in a very punk punk yeah. aesthetic, yeah. Um, well, actually, I've was. Th- i been thinking of a few stories that I could kind of tell and come up with. That was a band called Ugly Feet. That That's it, Ugly Feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were a covers band. Yeah. Um, I say covers, I, I'm calling them originals, because right. they suggested that we had an eclectic kind of set list. There was blues, there was glam rock, there was a bit of punk, there was a bit of country, everything. Yeah. At that point in time, I was just into punk music. Yeah. That's all I cared for. Um, and so they'd suggest songs. That, and the one which sticks in my head is Black Sabbath, Sweet Leaf. Okay. They went, let's play Black Sabbath, Sweet Leaf. I went, okay, let's play that. I didn't listen to it once. <laughs> Not once. And they just put the lyrics in front of me. And I just shouted them. And, and, turned it, into, and I, it was only a few years later, maybe, that I listened to um, <laughs> I listened to Sweet Leaf. I was like, yeah, that's not that's not how I remember singing it. But that band, I actually wrote an original song for that band called Ugly Feet, which was inspired by C327. No way, was it? it? Yeah, it's still available on YouTube. Um, <laughs> but it was like a rap rock type Oh, thing. okay, good to. Yeah, it's because I um, kind of listened to you guys. I was like, rap rock? You can do rap rock in a local band. I'd never heard it done before. Oh, you know? right, yeah, cool. So I was like, I'm going to write a rap rock track. I mean, I pretty much ripped the chords from Polly by Nirvana. Oh, right. um, yeah. And then changed it up a bit and then just rapped over it. And, oh, uh, right. yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wicked! I didn't know that, but it was—it was kind of. I mean, it, it, that is probably what two thousand three, two thousand four kind of Around time. That sort of time, yeah. But yeah. you could literally go to most boozers in Lowestoft, and there'd be a band or some kind of music on, wouldn't it? Those were the days, yeah. It's, it's weird how there's how the how that how times have changed. I, guess. I mean, I've I've seen it from multiple angles, both being in. We'll call them bands. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, both being a performer, um, being a landlord of venues. Um, and doing the organising thing I've seen it from all sides and it's just it was a different time then um, yeah. and it's yeah it's a difficult time now for, yeah, yeah, for live yeah, music absolutely it's yeah horrendous time from all, from all sides you yeah know, it is you know do you remember the um, do you remember your favourite ever local gig either that you've played or or have been to um <laughs> no Right. In, in, a, in a nutshell, I don't remember a specific don't. <laughs> one. <laughs> I remember basically anything that said charity music festival at the brewery. You know, I, I just remember that feeling of you walk in and you knew everyone. Yeah. And everyone knew you. Yeah. And it was almost like you just picked up conversations from the last charity day that was there. Yeah. They did amalgamate into one and, yeah. you know, and there was never any trouble. There was never any any kicking off or any of that. That's it. And it was just a good Mike on the gate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it was and the thing is they were so good and that's why they amalgamate into one because there was never any particular event necessarily. It was just mindless conversation and great music. Um that kind of means that there's a period of sort of three or four years of them that to me is kind of my best memory of of the music scene in this town. They kind of were more than just gigs. Yeah, they were like a a youth club. Or, or... Well, I don't remember adults being there. No, I don't. Other than like staff, yeah. I don't really remember 
because we weren't adults. No, then, no, no. You know, it's, I don't remember. Nowadays, you go to a music event. I mean, I organise a charity music festival, and it's it's family friendly. Yeah. To, nothing about them was family friendly. No, definitely not. But there was it was not there was no apology for that. No, it there was, wasn't. Once you're in the confines of this courtyard and this bar, yeah. what happens happens. It was and kind of an unwritten rule that you know where spliffs where you smoke the spliffs. Yeah. Where he didn't smoke the spliff. Yeah, kind of. Everyone knew. I remember one one of those exact events when oh, I can't remember what year it was, and that um, the significance of it was that um, Dan Hawkins, yes, from the Darkness, uh, who they were like at that point was on their their massive. They were rising very yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Turned up to one of them, and then came and sat down at a table, and it was like everyone's like, oh. It's the guy from that band, The Darkness. End of conversation. And that was it. There was no... And I, it was I remember like, yeah. that. Because there was no fanfare about it. No, it wasn't. There was no like, look at him and everyone rushed around yeah, for autographs. Exactly. It was like, oh, Dan Hawkinson. Okay. And to be honest with you, I mean, that's the lowest of way. Yeah, yeah. It's it like, is, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to congratulate you for doing well. <laughs> we're just going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, you're there. But it was we're cool. It was, yeah, it kind <laughs> of shows the significance of, I don't know, like that, that era and that place as like a... There was no... No ego. No ego, exactly. There was no ego. Everyone was at a level pegging. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. There was the time I got a bit starstruck by um, Reflections Open. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, what yeah. was that? 2005? Yeah, yeah. Four? Must have been 2004. Uh, see through played there a couple of times. That would have been... Yeah, 2004, 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and um, it was when P-Rock was on Sky TV. Do okay. P no, I don't. Channel? It was basically run by a guy from... I mean, nowadays, that's what everyone's doing. Okay. Running a TV channel from his bedroom, mm. sort of thing. Mm. Um, and basically, he was finding music videos and putting them on a channel. He'd managed okay. to get space on, on Sky. It was about okay. three channels down from Scuzz. Wow. Um, and it was around for about a year and then disappeared. Okay. He basically got shut down. Yeah. Because he wasn't licensed to do any of it. He didn't have any of the regulatory stuff. But um, And he had this band that he played on heavy rotation called Gravel Trap. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of and remember them, but no, I don't know. They, it was on. They were on heavy rotation. They had this song called SRJ, which just had the fattest bass lines, and it was a, the most kind of here, there, and everywhere song. And all of a sudden, they were playing in reflections. Well, I just saw oh, a poster okay. going gravel trap and reflect, and that was it. I, I had to get there. Yeah. Um, and it was to me, I was starstruck. Like these were just like so I think there were some guys from the Midlands or something. Um, and they were kind of in a band probably the size of like see-through work yeah. at the time so they were you know doing some decent tours and stuff but I was so starstruck I was like oh, it's, okay. it's gravel traps it's gravel traps little 17 year old me thinking that they were famous essentially yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah that, that goes down as a pretty special problem is I can't even find anything from them now like, I think they've got a couple of tracks on Spotify but yeah no I don't remember them but I do remember I do remember Reflections opening that was a great venue. It was. It went downhill quite quickly. Yeah, it did very um, quickly. <laughs> I've never seen fights like it outside the front of Reflections. It was just bar brawls. Well, you had what? What was the what was the place next to it? It was like the the opposite of Reflections, wasn't it? You couldn't get more further away, like the shirt. Uh, what the, the crown? Sh- do you mean the crown? Yeah. Was that where people bounces on the door, yeah, 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 shoes crown. only? Yeah, they were so opposite. Yeah. Uh, so a bunch of Grebos, as we yeah. were termed then, yeah, yeah, yeah. piling out into the street yeah. with a load of townies. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was inevitable, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, definitely. I did, one of one of my, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to, to me at some point in the podcast, but one of my favourite, <laughs> um, it will happen, 
Um, it'll be a really long one. Um, <laughs> one of my favourite gigs was at Reflections, and it was a really odd billing, but it was just a wicked night, and it was a really long night. It was, it was like super late gigs, which was just odd. But yeah. I remember that there was a there was a host of bands on, but the last two bands were these bloody hands who yeah. uh regan's band mm-hmm. um, annotations and and then see through and we, we ended up i think we did loads of gigs with um with steve's band and um completely weird like i don't know why i mean weird is in the billing like you'd yeah. have like some kind of streets style yeah, like yeah. mild rock rap thing with <laughs> that was I mean that was the joy of it alternative was the yeah. thing wasn't it it was like is this what your mum and dad would say you shouldn't listen to uh, put them together yeah, and it absolutely, works yeah. and, and you know I mean that's where the, yeah, new metal emerged from, from a lot of that yeah um, I suppose it did know, yeah. it's, it's that kind of well I like rap and I like rock and yeah. I like this and I like DJs and I like and that's the thing and, and that's something I mean I pigeonholed myself as a punk for, for a fair while and, and whereas now it's like is it alternative? Is yeah, it yeah. different? Is it unusual? Has it got something? It's much more. You know? it might, today is like we. I mean, it's come up in the podcast before, but like the when when see through would go to meetings with which there were a lot of with agents and uh, and press. It was always like your. How did you guys handle that? You're too eclectic. <laughs> it was too. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> only two of us would go. I was going to say, yeah, you yeah. took the whole band. No way. No, 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 no. Um, there was just two of us that would go um, normally. You were too eclectic. It was too many influences. Um, you need to be pigeonholed more. Yeah. Um, but now, in 2021, music, I mean, Seafree C- wasn't edgy or weird. That's no. run of the mill. Yeah. Like, Swoosh time, podcast time, see-through style. Do you remember, I mean, you're probably going to say no, but do you remember remember the first time that you heard or came across see-through 27? I don't remember specifics. Yeah. I remember, it's got to have been at the brewery. Yeah, okay. Um, And I'd heard about you guys. Um, I'd been told to kind of keep an eye on. I think okay. I was sat in the back room having a smoke. Okay. Um, and I just heard someone rapping. Oh, right, <laughs> like, yeah. Thinking, at the brewery. What on <laughs> earth is going on? Like, I mean, I, I was a big fan of Eminem at the time and, and, and Dr. Dre, um, but I never expected to hear anyone rapping at the brewery. And so yeah. I kind of made my way through and was okay. just kind of confused. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Johnny wearing a blazer and, and a pair of jeans and stuff. That was right, then, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, what? why yeah, is Johnny's this blazer. relatively well-dressed yeah. man? It looks like his dad's blazer, because he's quite skinny. Vest top, blazer <laughs> yeah. and jeans. Yeah. Mental. Um, <laughs> in the heat of the brewery, yeah. where everyone else is yeah. dying in like yeah. a 40 degree heat. Um, Wicked that you remember that 20 years later, though. Yeah, well, that's my only memory, <laughs> is his blazer. Um, but, yeah, I just, I remember kind of being a bit, dumbfounded okay yeah you know um that this kind of rap rock thing was acceptable yeah because i think by that point i'd only really heard rock bands yeah yeah playing um you know straight quite straight rock bands and yeah. a lot of covers bands playing uh on the local scene and so all of a sudden I was like wow you can you can be a bit different yeah. um and i mean when we were talking b- before before this when you mentioned bejeebus it kind yeah, of yeah. reminds me of the same thing when i saw them yeah, yeah, yeah. And i was just like 
what is what is this? Kind you know? of out there, kind of musy thing going on. Yeah, didn't they? kind of yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I think at one point I saw them playing. They had about four keyboards. I thought, what they are you did, doing? Yeah. With them? What are you doing with four of them? Like, yeah. I can't even play one. Yeah, he's playing four. Yeah, um, yeah. And and so it was. It was that to me. It was that. And and I've always been a bit of a sucker for anything that just doesn't quite sit in the norm. Yeah, yeah. And and at that point in time, at that very specific, you know, this small seaside town. Um, in kind of a, a, a dingy venue that predominantly has rock music. Right, it was very All rock. All of a sudden, yeah. you've got someone spitting bars. Yeah, and it's like, but in a, a, a local accent and talking <laughs> yeah. about Raiden and Joe. Yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> and, and and you had the Raiden sign there that's on it. the stage. Yeah. And it was just like this. This it just felt surreal. Do you know what? No one's brought that up yet on the podcast. The um, Raiden sign. Where is it? The Raiden sign exists. It's down at. Is it down at the lockup? It's, it's the, down at, yeah, 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 yeah. It's with the gear, oh, yeah. Fantastic. So, is that coming it, out in, in December? 100%, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but where it came from was when we first started C3, it, so in 2001, before it was a band, it was just like a collective, we were just making songs, we didn't know what we were going to do with it. It was all very weird, but we were just kind of doing it, you know, doing our thing. And there was our friends, Matt uh, Pescod, Matthew P, um, he was kind of doing the same kind of thing. Um, not as a band, like a bit of like a joke yeah, like yeah. us, but called the uh, the Crayon Crew out in Cookley near Halesworth. Right. So him and a few mates, they he'd got a computer at this point. I mean, it's, it sounds archaic, you know. It sounds sounds mental to say <laughs> he'd got a computer. We'd got Only a computer twenty years ago. Yeah, but... and we we got we're going. Oh, you can do this kind of digital music. So he yeah. So he was doing this kind of um, very much J five. Um, yeah. Jurassic, you know, Jurassic Five type thing going on called the Crayon Crew. We were doing our rap inspired thing, but, but all jokes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were kind of making diss tracks, and it was all a, a massive joke. Um, so our our thing was, wouldn't it be funny if we went to Cookley and took down all the village signs <laughs> and replaced them with all Raiden signs? That's amazing. So we were like, this is what we're going to do. Let's take down all the Raiden signs that we need. Then we're going to collate them and we're going to go over to Cookley, remove them all as like a diss. Like they'd wake up and... They're in Raiden, yeah. Exactly. However, we just never... We, we could, the effort it took you to get the Raiden yeah. signs. We're like, oh no. You were all ideas with absolutely yeah. no practicality. So it left it us with a load of Raiden signs. One of them was in um, our wonderful friend Henry's shed. He had like a shed, just like smoking, drinking... Yeah, smoking yeah. drinking type place and then we had the other ones I don't know where they went but one of them went to Paul and Paul then just had it in his like That's hardware just, case yeah, yeah, yeah. so it just always came to every gig there thereafter and then when we made Radio N which is obviously Raiden yeah um, it was like a given like that's just out and then you've got like songs that talk, yeah reference Raiden all the time so it's like the Raiden sign has to come out and it's yeah. it's still out there and we just done a load of music videos and we couldn't decide whether to have the Raiden sign in it or not. We decided not to. I'm not sure why we didn't have it in it, actually. <laughs> but we didn't have it in it. But it still exists because I saw yeah. it about a week ago. Um, but yeah, the Raiden sign at br- the brewery. Just, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's my earliest memory of, 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 of see-through. And then I think you must have... I don't know what you did after that because it took me absolutely ages. I mean, I was every Friday I was scouring the low, the lowest yeah. journal because you know, remember when gigs used to be yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the journal, yeah. and it used to take up a fair chunk of the yeah, pa- did, of did the, yeah, the of what's the on like yeah, 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 yeah. And so on, a, you know, I'd get home from school on a, a Friday. Um, I'm a lot younger than you. Um, <laughs> from school on oh, a Friday, and um, 
Yeah, and, and, and I'd look through the last of yeah. and I was constantly waiting to see when you guys were playing. Wicked. And there was no other way of knowing. Yeah, really, that's right. Because we yeah, we didn't have the internet and it was like and you must have taken months to play another gig locally after that. I think we um, yeah, we didn't try and over there was a lot of bands that were kind of doing kind of on weekend. rotation, yeah. yeah. Um we did try and be conscious of that, but we we did do a lot of we did do a lot of out of town shows. We just kind of got because we'd all been in other bands like just playing locally before. And there was a magazine called um, Club Cat in the nineties with two Ks, and they were really great people that run it. Um, but it was kind of every band; it was like a rotating yeah. band thing. Um, and we tried to. I think it was it was kind of conscious that we tried to not be part of that. Hmm. with this new thing yeah. we didn't really know what we had but we just sent stuff off everywhere so at one point we were doing maybe a London gig every week well every couple of weeks maybe and the, but then you'd have like a, a Leicester yeah. so we'd kind of do like a London a Norwich a Leicester a Lowestoft here that you know so it'd kind of be we tried to consciously yeah. achieve that um but for like fifteen year old me, that was yeah. really annoying. Yeah, because <laughs> I'd seen you once, and I'd like I'd, I'd already heard heard your name before that, and was told I'd like you, and that you know yeah. watch out for it. And oh, then to cool. see you once, and it was just like, where they gone? Oh, where they gone? <laughs> oh, we came back, yeah. and then uh, we didn't fuck off. Um... Podcasting C through twenty seven, a little bit like casting when you're birding, but with less bacon and less fish hooks. There used to be, like we spoke about earlier, there used to be so many venues. Okay, there used to be two hands of uh, venues. There was in enough this area. venues. What was your favourite venue? I, I mean, you expect me to say a brewery, don't you? Maybe. Uh, the time when I was kind of going to gigs and stuff, the brewery was one of the main ones I yeah. went to. Um, I wouldn't say it was the best. I, I loved going to Seabreeze. Seabreeze, yeah. Just because it was just so, like there was an absolutely no guarantee that floor was going to hold. That's it. Um, you know, and it was it was creaky. It was old. There was the social club downstairs of people who certainly didn't want us there. Yeah. Um, and that I've never felt quite so punk as having like a, a two foot tall Mohican. Yeah, yeah, covered yeah. in in leather and chains <laughs> and stuff, and walking through a social club to yeah. go to the toilet. And I was only like fourteen at the time, and I, yeah, I'm absolutely happy. And I mean, they didn't care if they served you at that age or not. There was no question. It was just one pound twenty you, a pint. Yeah, was... in you go and, and and enjoy yourself. And you look at it, and it was such an alien place. To, yeah, to yeah, a social club. They had all the netting up back then, didn't they? Yeah, still? all the fish like crab nets and stuff. Yeah. and you kind of. You think what a weird who's working there suddenly went yeah. I know what we'll do <laughs> yeah we'll let the it's local weird, kids yeah, yeah. in to drink and listen to like yeah. I mean I remember um, when Rock School was filming oh okay yeah of course yeah and yeah, Six yeah, yeah. Trees were playing and they were supporting oh I've forgotten the name was it a minute to midnight or seconds to midnight or something like that right okay Craig Fellas was in, in the band and he was dressed as a nurse swinging from the rafters wow. you know, channel 4 filming yeah <laughs> and you're just thinking this is the most surreal yeah. thing like he's swinging from from the, the ceiling there's camera crews I'm paying £2 I think it was for a beer at that point yeah and I'm in a social club yeah on the prostitute alley in Lowestoft yeah. you know what I mean it's like <laughs> this is the weirdest kind of situation is, to find yeah. yourself in um, but no um, I've, I've got I mean I'd, I'd have to say it's not necessarily a particular venue, but it's that brewery Blue Notes trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to do on a Friday yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday exactly. night. Brewery, yeah. 
then Blue Nose yeah. for Spiral. Always comes or, up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That is that feeling like. The, the the ones who had jobs would get a taxi to Blue Notes. The rest of us would walk. Yeah, you know, jump. Like, you just bundle in someone's bundle, car or jump on the train and not pay for it. Hide from do you know what yeah. I mean, for that last little trip. Um, and yeah, just that feeling of your night out was hundred percent, hundred percent. Nowadays, I kind of look. I go to my local, but I always think, oh, well, should I get? No, I won't go anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. I mean, I remember from both sides, but you would kind of. If you're going up the brewery as a punter, it's great. You know, you just do your thing and then it's like, right, we're going, you're going up Blue Notes. Or as a band, which was quite often, that, you know, we'd literally pack down and break the stage as quickly yeah. as we could to then go up there. And you just, it was just, it wasn't, and it wasn't, it wasn't like the, it wasn't like the band and fan thing. It was just like, let's all just go up yeah. there because yeah. it was this community which was, like we said before we do the podcast, it's so overlooked at the time and they look yeah. back on it, it was so important to so many people. Yes, yes genuinely. The it was. community thing, it was weird. It kind of transcended band, fan, it just this community yeah. thing. It was and, wicked. And, and I mean, I remember a couple of times I played the brewery and I, I was never in any particularly great bands. Sure. But a little bit of DIY music yeah. that I was, I was in. And a couple of times at the Blue Notes afterwards, you know, we go to the brewery, go to Blue Notes, and someone will come up and go, really enjoyed your set. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. All of a sudden, I felt like a rock star for a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've been Wicked. spotted, and they've yeah. kind of congratulated me. And But at that same time, it meant I could go, and if I was watching a band that I liked, yeah. I essentially went and hung out with them and got to know them. And yeah, there was exactly. no ego or high regard. Yeah, exactly. It was like, let's all just go and have a party together. Yeah, it was super ace. Yeah, So the see-through comeback show this December is all about that, really. Reconnecting and bringing together that lowy scene and celebrating a time which everyone seems to miss so dearly. Um, But what do you miss most about those days? And what do you think caused the shift and that change? Um, I definitely miss the... You could finish a conversation with someone drunkenly at midnight on a Friday or Saturday and then you see them the next week and pick that conversation straight back yeah, where you left wicked. off yeah. and you didn't have to text them or ring them yeah. or and there wasn't why haven't you spoke to me it was just you went there and it was it, it was your people it was your friends it was your family it was people who and we all knew each other but also looking back we barely knew each other yeah. because we only saw each other out when we were going out for a few yeah, years yeah. and watching some music it was comfortable but yeah and they, there was never and, and if someone was missing for like more than a couple of weeks Oh, have you seen so and so? Yeah. Oh, I hope they're okay. And yeah. we all cared about each other. And I yeah. think that's it's that community sense that I miss. And the answer for me is why did it? We grew up. Yeah. Okay. And we grew out of it. And there's probably still that scene there, whether it's online. Okay, probably yeah. is online now. Yeah. But there is that community going to still be there. It's just we're not in it anymore. In the yeah, same yeah, way, yeah. we all got old. Um, and and I, yeah, you know, I I do the school run and I see people who I used to go out drinking with and watching gigs with. And yeah. Kind of. I don't always feel like I can go and say hello to them either. You know, it's just like that. That's old us. Yeah, we're all like adults with kids and responsibilities and stuff now. Um, and it's almost like, yeah, you, know, you give each other a nod and walk past that's each it. other. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, like a secret secret club yeah. that we're all a member of. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, that's so. Good. That's a great way of know, putting it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it it's it is what it is. It was what it was, 
and it's going to stay there for a lot of us in our memories, yeah. never in photographs or video or on the internet or any of that. Yeah. It's just going to be what it was. Yeah. And it, it, it was perfect for its time, you know? That's right, yeah. Um, I think the scene, if it had carried on, wouldn't have got better because it was as good as it could be. Yeah, you might you know? be right, yeah. Um, and, you know, it was an amalgamation of the, the, the music fans, the bands, yeah. the venues, the sound guys, um, you know, Mike on the door, as you yeah, said, yeah. and all of those different members of different kind of walks of life coming together for a common goal, which was yeah. just to have a good time and have fun. That's it. And it wasn't political in the slightest. It wasn't no. led by anything else. And it wasn't led by money. Yeah. The bands didn't play for money. That's right. The venues didn't yeah. really care if they made any money. It was, and that's where a lot of it's changed now is because without money, it yeah. can't continue. That's it. And yeah. I, yeah. So I think that's, that's the sorry end to it is, yeah. is, is, it wasn't sustainable, was it yeah. really? No, that's right. It's a great answer, mate. Throw down your RV, get yourself comfy and listen to a little bit of see-through on podcast. Oh yeah. Over the last decade or so, you've been the one constant and probably only promoter left supporting and championing live original music. And whether it was when you're at the Standard or Halloween on Fire or Carlfest or any of the other events you've been involved in, you've always seemed to have a passion for the town and the music hiding within it. But what is it about the town and the local talent that keeps on driving and inspiring you? Um there's there's two answers to this and one of them is purely selfish it's it's all i know mm -hmm. this town yeah you know, I've, I've i've lived in the outskirts i've lived in you know spent time in norwich and yarmouth and stuff but yeah lower stuff is my home um yeah. and will remain so for a lot of years and even when i move away it will still be home um and it the scene has taught me so much it's introduced me to so many great people um, and so many diverse ways of living, um, ways of thinking, um, you know, and, and music wise, it's, it's installed a lot of, you know, my taste and, and my love for music. And that all comes from, you know, being part of that scene and, and my life being involved yeah. in that scene. Um, so for me, it's like, I have to, because that's, I yeah. owe it to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to the scene, you know? Um, and it's still there. The talent is still there. And and I also think there was someone doing what I do back when I was younger. Yeah. And enjoying it. And, you yeah. know, I say about those charity music days. Well, yeah. that's what I now put on. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So hopefully there'll be a group of kids who are, are feeling what we felt back then. Yeah. And will be inspired to do the same for the next generation. Yeah. Or start a band. Yeah. Or, you know, the amount of people I hear and, and you know, who come to, to the events and they've never seen a live band before. Yeah. And you think, come on in, let us yeah, teach yeah. you what we know. It's you know? wicked. Um, and that's the thing, it's, it's passing the knowledge. And I mean, the one thing, I've never done it for money, ever. Um, I mean, I, I had the pub, I never made a penny off it. Yeah. <laughs> the publicans generally don't. Um, but a lot of stuff I do is for charity because it means you can also give something back in the process. Um, and it's amazing how generous the musicians of Lowestoft are. Like, yeah. Insane. I have, uh, you know, a roster of bands that I call upon for, for regular events and they're like yeah yeah sure put me down and you're thinking you can yeah. be out earning money and they choose no no we want to help support whatever it is you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're doing I mean it's got to put someone don't even ask me what it's for yeah yeah just put us down you know because they know that it's it's going to be for a good cause and we're going to be helping people yeah. with it so it's just kind of that 
it's that community vibe and to me it's one way of keeping it alive for yeah me. absolutely um i think it's super important you know, you're the only one that that's 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 left kind of doing it and um everyone probably like grew up and got real jobs you know and just <laughs> well i don't even think it's that i just think you know you you i don't know you've kind of traversed this very weird landscape of of music in 2021 and you're still yeah. there in the town doing it and um i take my hat off to you really for that thank you thank you i think it's ace i mean last year taught me a lot um having to organize a an event the size of Carfest and do it yeah, fully bet, virtually yeah. uh because there was yeah there was questions do we just not do it i was like well no because i mean with Carl Fest in particular i made a promise to to carl before he died um that i would do it yeah and he wouldn't have cared for covid he'd have just said we're doing it yeah no yeah. matter what come hell or high water this festival's yeah, yeah. happening um and so I, I managed to do it we raised just as much money as we normally do viewing figures which for once we actually had because we, we were online yeah um yeah we were reaching an audience far greater than we would have ever done yeah. just in the pub beer gun so it's taught me a lot that going forward yeah. There is there is some something to be said about this this virtual format which is now a mainstay in our, our kind of lives yeah. um, that we can utilise that and as yeah. promoters and as event organisers we should be multi skilled and, and and go across platforms. I mean, absolutely. You know, it, so this year there's going to be an element of the virtual side Great. in with the same car fest that we kind of know and love from previous yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, so. As I said, see through are twenty years old this year, and weirdly, you're partly responsible for that because if you remember, you and Lindsay pushed us to get back together a reunion to play at the Standard. Yeah, yeah, two thousand and twelve. Yeah, yeah, but for the gig was the gig was February two thousand thirteen. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So if you hadn't have done that. Ironically, not, you didn't even play the gig at that point. No, we didn't, no. <laughs> but if you hadn't have done that, I'm not sure we'd be sitting here now, maybe. So what do you think it is about see-through that stood the test of time? Um, I think there's been a way that you guys have done stuff. Like you said before, when I was looking through the paper trying to find that gig to go to to see you guys play, it wasn't there because you weren't going to flood the market with it you weren't going to go we, we're in every pub on every corner every night yeah um you know you weren't easily accessible in that regard which kept uh, a momentum um there's also to me you yourself i spent a lot of time watching in bands and stuff so yeah. you know and and the other members you you, you epitomize lowest off live music Okay. You know, there, there's a kind of, it's the go-to. Of, okay. You know, it's like, oh, what were the local bands back in the day? See-Through will always be one of those top bands because it was the, <laughs> the arsehole guys who didn't give a shit about anything, made great music, but were troublemakers at the same time. Yeah. I think you had that edge of, no one really knew whether you were going to behave yourselves or not. Right. Or, Thanks. you know, and, and I think it's, yeah, it's the name it's different you know stupid it's stupid <laughs> I mean has it got meaning I don't uh, know it, well we made up a meaning after yeah. okay yeah, yeah. yeah but I think yeah that combination of num- having numbers at the end always yeah. makes you remember a band's name you know your some yeah. 41s your blink 182s okay yeah C327 it fits yeah. in there you know yeah, yeah. Um, and then the way you, you know 
you've marketed yourselves has always been relatively clever okay you're not just like oh, we're doing a gig you know yeah come if you want you know it's it's actually you pay attention try and, and make I it a thing that, yeah yeah for me personally that that is reciprocated if i see someone put some effort into what they're doing yeah i'll give them my time yeah you know that's um, cool. and there's a lot of bands who used to put no effort in whatsoever yeah. still had a massive following but wouldn't have stood that test of time because they didn't put that original groundwork in yeah you know and, and that's that's the thing i think you guys have you know you worked your asses off back in the day on it, yeah. whether you you admit it or not. You yeah, know, yeah. It was, oh it was no, we definitely games, did. Yeah, you, we definitely you, did. Yeah, you, you you really put some effort into it. Um, and for me, it is yeah, you, you're one of those bands that that epitomise um, the scene as it was. Oh, it's really nice to hear. Thanks, mate. But yeah, no one's ever said that. So I'm glad that someone's noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> so at least one person noticed it. Yeah, um, just me in the corner watching. Yeah, a little well. <laughs> watching all the to way. The other, to the other buggers in the band. There you go. They noticed <laughs> it, mate. Um, well done. Thanks, Darren. No worries. I'll sort you out of five after. <laughs> um, <laughs> true story, though. Um, so, Carlfest. Carl Ten. Fest. CFX happening we this weekend. Well, from when this comes out, yeah. Um, so we've just done a, a Carlfest warm-up show. Yeah, CFX the warm-up show. It's the first time I'd ever done it. Yeah. Uh, part of it is this is our ten-year anniversary, and we started with a five-day festival in 2012. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to do a five-day festival. It's only a mm-hmm. four-day weekend, so I put another gig on the week before. And I'm, I'm sure it all went well. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, definitely went well. Yeah, mate. it went brilliantly. Brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. So, definitely um, went well. But yeah, so coming up this weekend, uh, we have the 10th. It, it's not called Carlfest. No. Believe it or not, it's not. It's called the Karen Real Love and Charity Music yeah. Festival. Um, Carlfest only appeared after me five years in. Okay. Gave in to everyone calling it Carlfest. Okay. Do you remember when everything was something fest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so obviously K-Fest yeah, was yeah, a big yeah. one at the time. Um, but there was just fests everywhere. Yeah. So I really held out. Camera Love and Charity Music Festival doesn't quite roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. Um, yeah. But yeah, so eventually I gave in and yeah, we'll call it Carlfest. Yeah. But this year it's called CFX because it's Carlfest yeah. 10. So, yeah. yeah. That's ace. What have you, you know, what have you got in store? Plug, uh, away, plug away. Okay, so this is my opportunity. So we've got 30 bands over four days at the Mariner's Rest in uh, Lowestoft. Yeah. Uh, that's from the 27th through to the 30th. Of um of August, yeah, we've got uh, Jamos is playing uh, as yep. he does every year. Yeah, opens up has 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 opened the festival for the last ten years. So Ace. Uh, Stephanie Tears playing. We've um we've not had her there before. Chris Taylor, Ryan Redwood, Matt and Heidi Collars. I'm even going to do a cheeky little set. Oh, I tend not to do um, unless it's Carlfest because yeah. no one will book me. Nice and early um, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually <laughs> opening on the Monday at two o'clock, which okay. means that. Yeah, we don't actually officially start till three, so... Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> basically just gets me out of the house. Uh, Jam Shedders are there, so that's Jamus's, uh, Jamus and Chris have got a new... Okay. ...back clue. Yeah, got cool. Got a new band, Jamus is back on bass, so yeah, that's, oh, right, that's cool. going to be pretty good. Uh, Love Songs for Losers, now that's uh, John and Justin Peach, you know, from yeah. Secondhand Blues and Junk Shop Poets. Junk Shop, yeah. Uh, now, they're two who have really kept the scene, for me, kind of relevant and alive um, these last, sort of, five, six years. Yeah. Um, they've really kind of... You know, they're not quite lowest off base. They're they're more more Goulston and Yarmouth, but as original material, yeah, yeah, yeah. there too, Absolutely. kind of really hit the nail on the head of late. Um, Not Jade Grand uh, Project X 
the Michael Lafleur Collective, Red Wine Talk, as I mentioned. Yeah. Light Skies Darken. Have you heard of them? No. They're another one. They're relatively young, young guys. I think their guitarist was in Ugly Feet. Remember, oh, young, okay. I had a young lad in the band. He was really young, and he was excellent on guitar. Uh, um, glasses. Yeah, yeah. Not the one that was in the same guy that was in Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He's now yeah, in Light Skies Darken, and they're right. like this prog rock. Oh, um, right. I mean, the Light Skies Darken is LSD. Oh, okay. So, so you're sort of music. Right. Really yeah. Playing. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to them. The Big Cheese, Joker's Wild. So a couple of covers bands in there. SBT punk rock covers, okay. but like proper punk rock. Oh, like right, kind of stuff. Scarlet, Mother Black Cap, Storm, Uninvited, uh, Lincoln Skins are going to be there. Boston Tea Party. Ben yeah. from uh, Jakari. Yeah. Uh, Junk Shop Poets are playing their last ever gig at oh, the right. event. Um, as they said that three years ago, and I've managed to get them to play every year since. <laughs> okay. But, um, <laughs> and then, then, like Optimists, are playing there as well. So, yeah, that oh, plus there's a few more. Um, yeah, it's it's all in the beer garden at the Mariner's Rest, um, outdoor bar, everything spent on the outdoor bar goes to yeah. charity. Every beer bought, that money goes straight to charity because all the beers donated from the pub. Raffle? Um, it was a charity raffle. Do a huge charity wrap. Let's let's shove a couple of tickets to the see through show in there. Should we do that? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Let's do that. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, you come to Carfest and you get a chance to win to go and see see through. So. Yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey. But yeah, so we have charity raffle, and that's a, a big thing. I mean, a lot of local businesses donate donate to that. Normally have. I normally aim to get about 30 prizes I mean yeah. some years I've had 50, 60 prizes and yeah, we're you, you end up calling raffles like just between bands <laughs> yeah. just, oh, just another ticket and um, well, that's great though isn't it it, show, it shows that yeah. you know the community's still about yeah. and still still supporting yeah. it so. um, it's, I mean it's a great 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 event we normally raise between four and five thousand pounds um, and for a free entry event that's not bad yeah we'll it's always, amazing yeah, it's, it's, yeah you don't have to pay to get in it's Obviously, we have to be careful with numbers because it's not the biggest of venues. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's it's shaping up. I just can't wait to do it again. Like I said, yeah. last year was was this virtual kind of affair. We did a bit of a live thing on the the Sunday, but it was it was an invite only kind of for friends and family of yeah. Carfest. Um, but yeah, this will be my first time putting on a live event since all the lockdowns and stuff have, wicked. have ended. So yeah, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, wicked. Um, so finally, and I reckon this question was almost written for you um imagine if you could put on your dream local show who's playing headline supports what venue oh wherever you want right okay so we're at the brewery aren't we we're yeah be. uh i mean you say like who's playing it's gonna be a charity day so i'm gonna have to think of a few <laughs> oh, <of course>, yes. <laughs> um I mean, Crawl Blind have got to be there. Yeah, Ace. Six Degrees have got to be there. Ace. Um as, as well as Without a Clue, you know. It's, Brilliant, yeah, 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 yeah. Got to have that. Um, see through, might get an invite. Ace. Uh, yeah, <laughs> see what you're up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Busy driving over CDs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Untold would have to be there. Okay, yeah. Untold, I do. I've got a lot of time for those guys and they've gone on to do some great, great stuff as well. Um, I mean, I play just just to open up. Yeah, <laughs> compare. Yeah, well, I mean, we all know my comparing skills. Uh, were you that year that year at K Fest when someone jumped on the stage and started trying to rap? 
I don't know. In between bands, and I really had a tough time. And then Lynn's just basically got up and hit him. Oh, really? Um, yeah, Amazing. I'd, I'd lost control of the situation entirely. <laughs> um, she was, was like, this K outside or K Fest outside? outside. This, yeah. 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 yeah My favourite ever Seafra gig is K Fest when yeah. we played that. Oh, that was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. Um, I think that, like I say, my memory fails me. There's so many great bands, and I can't remember a single one of their names. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so what we've established is your all-dayer is turning into a bit less than an all-dayer. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to have to be like an evening. <laughs> Maybe just a late, late show. A charity evening. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're established. A charity evening with um, see-through, causing mischief outside. Smashing up CDs, yeah. Smashing up CDs. Cruel Blind. Um, who else did we say? Uh, untold are going to be there. Like Untold, yeah. Yeah. Um, Without a clue. Without a clue. They're going to headline, I think. Yeah, we're going to have to headline. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm sure you were after that slot, but... No, um, mate, I, we prefer not to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I suppose you haven't played a show for me yet, so why... <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Why change, why change yeah, anything? Yeah, why, why change yeah, that yeah. over a lifetime? Um, but, um, yeah, Six Degrees, obviously, yeah. obviously will be there. Um, and then me doing a little opening set before the pub opens. Well... Thanks, mate. I look forward to um, hanging out with you at the Seafood Show in December. Yep, I'll be there. Um, you will be there, but yes. we'll announce it later. Yes. All right, mate. We're out. Cheers, mate. Nice one. Cheers, bud. <laughs>